The voice of reason. The voice of alarm. The voice of stats. The voice of scouts. The voice of Kool-Aid. The voice of dismay. The voice of Davo. <sighs> Frustrating. That is the word that comes to mind tonight. Welcome in to Clubhouse Conversation. It's Dave O with your dish for the first of four games with the Cleveland Indians. With the Royals dropping this contest by a score of 4-3. to three. And yeah, the game was so frustrating because really the Royals did a number of things very well. Starting off with their defense. The Royals playing spectacular defense in this game. You can really look at five or six plays. We'll kind of break down a few of them here. Of course, the first one came in the bottom of the third inning. Jeremy Guthrie was dealing, but uh, then Nick Swisher hit a two-out double off the center field wall, and you had David Murphy running from first base. Not great speed, but, you know, solid. Average major league speed. Has stolen double figures and bases a couple of years. So you had a ball off the wall by Nick Swisher. Gerard Dyson plays the carom perfectly, fires a strike to the cutoff man, Alcides Escobar, who then turns around and deals Salvador Perez a throw right in the money. They easily tagged out David Murphy and cut down that first run. But I'll tell you what, it was it was a wide margin out, but had the Royals not played that just right, they don't get that out. So great job there uh, by Dyson and Escobar there. And, and that was just a start for Alcides tonight. Good grief. The second big play he made, the spectacular one he made in the bottom of the sixth, Ridiculous. The Royals had that shift on against Jason Giambi, who came off the DL tonight, starting his 20th season in the major leagues. But that shift was on with Escobar, basically even with second base, right around there. The foul ball is hit by Jason Giambi uh, off a of third base, between third base and the stands, kind of right by that synthetic warning track. And here comes Alcides Escobar. He had to have ran close to 150 feet. Well, we'll say about 50 yards. The ball's in the air. It's just it's just awesome watching this happen. You never see this. It's got to be number one tonight in the Web Gems. I haven't watched it yet. But Escobar comes over, slides, makes the catch with the shift on. That was pretty impressive. By the way, I'm wondering if the Royals are going to keep that dramatic shift on tomorrow with Giambi hitting two balls that Escobar had to make uh, running catches on against Jason Giambi. But that was the most spectacular one. Then in the seventh inning, Noriaoki really made a borderline spectacular sliding catch. It was a nice play in right field. And then finally, Alex Gordon had a couple of plays that, you know, for him, maybe they're just kind of routine. Maybe we don't need to talk about them anymore. We're just kind of used to it by now. But nice sliding grab in the eighth. And we're spoiled as Royals fans. You see, you know, Lonnie Chisenhall throwing a couple balls away at third base for Cleveland tonight. And first baseman Nick Swisher making weak attempts trying to get them. We're, we're spoiled out there, you know. And I'd love to see Escobar get in on the gold glove. Uh, you know, with Gordon and Perez and Hosmer. How great would that be to see that happen this year? So the defense was on fire tonight. And the Royals really, I thought, did get solid pitching out of Jeremy Guthrie outside of his last inning to inning and a half. He started leaving balls up uh, when he hit around the 75 pitch mark. But Jay Guts gave you your solid start you get out of him, like he always does. He's an innings eater, competitor. He gets you deep into ball games. He saves the bullpen and gives you a chance to win. Six and a third for Jay Guts. Four runs, three Ks. No walks. I thought he was spectacular in the first few innings. Really hitting his spots. Looked very comfortable. You know, did a good job of keeping his pitch count down. And then nice relief work by Kelvin Herrera. How about him coming out of the pin and stranding first and third, one out in the seventh? He kind of bailed Guthrie out there, getting him out of that frame, and overall retired five of the six hitters he faced. So it's good to see Kelvin Herrera getting back on track as he has over the last few outings. But you know, you have the good defense, but we'll say great defense. You have the solid to good pitching tonight. Four runs in the American League against a pretty good offensive team in their home ballpark. You can take that. 
But then you've got the offense, which was, again, disappointing. You know, we're 18 games in now, and the Royals have six home runs. Six. That's one a series, basically. Cleveland has 16 for comparison. So Cleveland was 16, the Royals was six. And that six includes a combined goose egg from Eric Hosmer, Billy Butler, Salvador Perez. Zero from those guys. Zero. That's got to change, obviously. Those guys need to hit the long ball. We're going to need, you know, 20 home runs minimum out of Hosmer and Butler and at least 15 out of Perez. You know, that's bare minimum. Some of those guys are going to have to exceed that for the Royals to get where they want to get this year. And when Alcides Escobar is your leading OPS guy, at least coming into the game, I haven't checked it after the game, but when he's your leading OPS guy, you know, you've got some issues. But I guess that the positive you can look at is the Royals are 9-9. Nine and nine. They're 500. The pitching has been really good. I mean, the rotation has been, I would say, better than anybody's expected through 18. The bullpen's been a slight disappointment, but they're coming into their own as of late. The defense has been fantastic, maybe even better than I thought, to be honest with you. Escobar seemed maybe had lost a, a hair last year in range, but he's come back strong, knock on wood, so far this year, making some just awesome plays with, I believe, only two errors so far out there in the field. But that offense has got to get going. Uh, the good thing is you're seeing some small signs from Moustakis, who's OPS in well over 800 throughout the last uh, 10 or so games. And uh, I loved his 14-pitch at bat in the top of the second tonight, fouling off pitch after pitch. Of course, he did swing at four balls and ended up striking out there. The last three foul balls were balls, and that strikeout pitch was a ball. But nice to see Moose getting in there, hitting the ball hard. Um, you know, the top of the order is doing their job. Aoki smoked two balls, his first two ABs tonight. That's some bad luck. Um, he's as good as advertised out there. You're getting what you thought out of him. Omar Infante, definitely as good as advertised. Driving in runs with guys on second base, as he's been doing the last few years and throughout his major league career. Done a nice job at the top. So the, you know, the table setters, number one, number two in the lineup, have been fantastic. Escobar down there at the nine for the majority of the year has been very well. Uh, Alex Gordon has been solid. We'll need more power out of AG. He'll tell you that too. But, uh, you know, outside of that, you know, Salvador Perez there for a brief bit was really on fire the first eight to ten ball games. But he's now mired in an, an 0 for 16 slump and continues to try to pull everything on the outside corner. We need Sal to get back to his right field, right center uh, prowess that he does have. So hopefully that will start happening because he's starting to wear out the shortstop spot, a la Billy Butler, for a good week there. So we'll hopefully see more more positive signs out of this offense. Uh, again, we're 9-9. Nine and nine. Um, you know, The Royals probably wanted to be 11-7, and 10-8 right now if you look at it before the year, but they're right where they need to be, and, and that's with the offense not yet clicking on all cylinders. And you've got to believe, while the Royals don't have a juggernaut-established Major League lineup, they do have a fairly established, solid major league lineup with trending uh, up, you know, trending good as a possibility if things go well this year for the Royals. So we'll see if they can get the offense back on track. I would pretty much call tomorrow a must-win game. You need to split this series with Cleveland. You can't afford to go in there and lose three or four after you got back some momentum with the Houston and, and the Minnesota Twins series last week. You need to go into Cleveland at least split. With James Shields going tomorrow night, obviously your best chance to win. Shields against David Salazar, who's been struggling mightily so far this year. The Royals need to score some runs. They need a couple long balls tomorrow night, at least one. Um, you know, they'll probably get their customary seven, eight innings out of Shields, two, three runs. Um, I like our chances tomorrow night. It's a game that you feel like you got to win, though, if you're going to split this series, especially with Bruce Chen, who's been hit or miss so far this year, going in the finale, and Jason Vargas facing a tough matchup on Wednesday. Uh, with Justin Masterson. So tomorrow night's one you really want to get. We'll want to split in this series, and we'll want to win tomorrow, and hopefully 
We'll be talking to you about that at this exact same time uh, as you download this or listen to this tomorrow night. Until then, take care. Have yourself a great night. Go Royals. This is Davo's Dish on Clubhouse Conversation.